The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Happy holidays. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we look forward to enjoying the upcoming holidays with you all the way until the end of the year and actually a little beyond. You know, Doc, I have to tell you the Christmas tree arrived right before Thanksgiving and I'm going to spend the holiday weekend decorating my beautiful tree, ensuring the cats can't climb the tree or the dogs can't drink the treated water solution that the tree sits in. Thank goodness for that old X pen that I have. It's basically a pen for puppies that I now use to put around the Christmas tree. So uh, I'll I'll share my pictures on social media this upcoming week. Uh, The tree this year is all pet themed. Thanks to my friend at Bronner's. Yeah, they've sent me some really lovely ornaments. Uh, and Dr. Fleck, I got to work on your office reefs for your doors. That'd be great. So they'll be pet themed too. Okay. But uh, are you excited for Christmas? Sure. Every year. Every year. <laughs> but your life is always pet themed. <laughs> so is mine. Sure. I guess I'm not that funny. Okay, so we got to get on the show. Dr. Fleck, give us a rundown on this week's show. Well, this week on the Pub Buzz, we are discussing how one dog is making music, pet names that are inspired by the holiday season, traveling over the holidays with pets, adopting a turkey, and cold weather tips. And can you introduce our first segment? Yeah, baby, it's cold outside, (laughs) and if it's too cold for you, then it's too cold for your pet. And joining us today to talk about the serious threats that cold weather poses to your pets is Christine Ruther, DVM, from the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences at Texas A&M University. Dr. Ruther, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. It's always great to talk to you guys. You know, I'm excited you're here because it is getting cold, even here in Florida. (laughs) So, Dr. Christine, what should we take into consideration when we think about our pets and their tolerance to cold weather? I think this is a really important aspect because I definitely think, just like people, there are some people that don't mind the cold, and there are other people like me who are very tolerant of the cold. And so pets are very much the same way. And so keeping in mind your pet's age, its physical fitness, its health status, and its energy level. Um, And what kind of, you know, pet are you, do you have? Is this an indoor pet? Is this an outdoor pet? Um, Is this a really athletic pet? All of those things are going to play into how safe it is for your pet to be outdoors in the winter. I just thought of something. What? What if your pet has no hair or no fur? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, and also you have to think about we're here in Florida, and I think the lowest it's gotten is like 50-something degrees. 52 degrees we've had snow here before well i'm talking about this week okay so what i'm saying is it's cold for us now yeah yeah and then you're from michigan i'm from new york and we're you know we've adapted yeah like i say it's only going to get up to 77 today that's cold oh you had a question for dr i I really and this is an important question for people too does cold weather worsen some medical conditions and depending upon where a pet owner lives should dogs have a 
winter wellness exam? So that's a great question. Uh, I don't know that there are conditions that are worsened necessarily by the cold, but there are definitely conditions that can make your pet less tolerant of the cold and less able to adapt to cold environments. So again, very similar to people. If we think about it, we kind of already know the answer to a lot of these questions. If you've got chronic illness, if you've got cardiovascular disease, if you've got respiratory disease, um, if you have endocrine diseases, things like diabetes, things like Cushing's, those are things that are gonna make your body less able to compensate for cold weather and retain heat. And so if you've got a pet that has a long-term illness, Getting a physical exam before the wintertime is never a bad idea. Good information. Yeah, but then we have to come up with recommendations for our pet parents, too. Well, that's your challenge. Well, I think I think you bring up a great point. If your pet doesn't have any hair and it seems like it's cold and you're cold and you're wearing a jacket, like your pet may actually like that. That might be great. I've got one pet that loves jackets and I've got one pet that doesn't like it at all. And so I think it's very pet dependent what your pet needs. Absolutely. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Texas A&M's Dr. Christine Rutter about protecting our pets from the cold. Let's talk about exercise and elimination, because that's the one case where your dog has to go outside on a regular basis, unless you're a wee-wee pad user. But anyway, depending on where our listeners live, there's lots of snow on the ground around the country. Give us your thoughts about how long we should allow our dogs outside for them to take care of business. And maybe let's expand that to even your daily your daily walk. Oh, good point. I think that's a great point. I think, um, you know, some pets, I've got one dog that I, when I used to live in the North, I would shovel a small area and he would go out and he would do his business right in that area and then come right back in. And that's all he cared to do. I now have a dog that is a very energetic, enthusiastic dog. And so, you know, we go run even whenever it's, it's very cold. So keep in mind when dogs are exercising, they're generating heat. And so just like us, if you go out and you exercise, you're probably going to stay warm enough, but just locking a dog outside where they're not really doing a whole lot could lead them to become hypothermic. And I think a good rule of thumb is if you're cold, especially if you're wearing a jacket, you're wearing clothes, your pet is also probably cold. So the length of time you should stay outside depends on moisture in the air, the ambient temperature. And if you're out there with them and you're like, "Mm -mm, I'm ready to go in, your pet probably is too. Yeah, well, in the vein of what we're discussing here, talking about coverings for the pet, what are your thoughts about coats, sweaters, jumpsuits? Like I said, I think some dogs love them. Um, My long-haired dog loves sweaters and coats. He does not like to be cold at all, which seems counterintuitive because my short haired dog, she absolutely freezes when you put any kind of boot or any kind of sweater on her. So I think it depends on what your pet likes and what they're acclimated to. The first time to put a sweater on your dog is not the first cold day that you have because that's going to be a real shock. So getting them used to that kind of outerwear is important if you think your dog may need it. Um, as an alternative, my, my dogs have never enjoyed boots, sadly, because I think they would really help them. Um, you can use things like mushers wax uh, on foot pads to help keep ice balls out of foot pads and help keep the moisture away from their feet uh, if you feel so inclined to do so. Uh, but it's really, really dependent on the dog. Also, keep in mind, if you live in an area that's really icy, uh, probably not Florida. Uh, but if there's a lot of salt and there's a lot of debris on the ground, keeping your pet's feet clean and keeping them from licking a lot of that material is also important. And boots can be helpful with that too. Yeah. The most important thing with boots is you have to train your dog to wear them. I mean, 
in advance a few days every week before you actually go outside because they will lose them in the snow and or lose one or two in the snow. So then that's basically like throwing money away. So train up. The other thing is I had just uh, was in an article for Yahoo News uh, providing recommendations about sweaters, more or less than coats, how to size them. So check that out. It's on our social media feeds. Dr. Christine, let's review further frostbite and hypothermia. Those are very important topics when you're talking about cold weather. So hypothermia is when the body's core temperature drops below normal. And remember that our pet's temperatures are a little bit higher than ours. So you could start talking about hypothermia at even 98 or 97 degrees in an animal. That is too cold, especially an animal that's not moving around. Whenever that starts to happen, you start to see changes in a lot of the body's physiology. But probably the thing that owners would notice the most is patients become a little sleepy and a little mentally dull and maybe a little sluggish. And so if you ever found a pet out in the cold or found your own pet out in the cold and they just seemed a little sleepy and dull, you should seek a care for that pet at a veterinarian's office immediately. Other things you might look for are um, frostbite lesions. Uh, that is... Uh, for people, that is usually we wait for it to look red or black. That can be harder to find on a pet because they are covered in fur. Um, you'll find those most commonly on kind of points of the elbows, uh, limbs, and the foot pads are very common. And it might at first just seem like a really painful area or like a little red abrasion or something. And over time, it can change color. The biggest thing to note is if you find a pet that has really cold feet or that has been out in the cold too long, if you try to warm them up at home, that's an okay thing to do, but don't apply warm things directly to the skin. Just how, just like whenever you give a baby bottle to a baby, you need to test it on the delicate part of your wrist to make sure it's not too hot. Animals that are too cold don't have good circulation to their skin. And if you apply something that's too hot to the skin, it's really easy to burn them easier to burn them than it is a pet with normal physiology. So remember, warm air is great, a nice warm environment, crank that heater up, a warm blanket that's been in the dryer is really great. Even, um, you know, if you want to take a sock and microwave some rice in a sock, that's also a great thing to do. But don't some, put something like a heating pad or a hot water bottle directly on the skin of a pet because it's really easy to burn both skin and foot pads doing that. I think that takes into consideration those electric beds. So maybe those shouldn't be used, but I like the towel in the dryer because I think that could heat it up and then you could constantly do that if you had to as it loses heat or have a few ready to go if your pet's really cold. Well, Dr. Christine and Dr. Fleck, we need to take a commercial break. We'll be back with Texas A&M's Dr. Christine Rudder discussing cold weather tips. Also in our next segment, Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flex Facts. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. 
I know you love your dog and you want to treat him well, but with so many treats in the pet marketplace, how do you choose? Look for treats made with no additives or preservatives, just natural ingredients, like Hunter's Healthy Treats. Choose pumpkin, sweet potato, or peanut butter heart-shaped treats. Not only are they good for your dog, but he will love the taste too. For healthier treats and happier dogs, choose Hunter's Healthy Treats. Visit Hunter'sHealthyTreats.com. Hunter's Healthy Treats is a proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, we're back with Dr. Christine Rutter. She works at the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences at Texas A&M University. We're glad you're here discussing cold weather for pet strategies. So uh, just a reminder, I want to double check. I think most people don't even know the core body temperature for pets. Isn't it 102? Yeah, it's between like 101 and 102 and a half, okay. um, which is very different from us. Like we would call that a fever. And the only really great way to get a temperature in a pet, there's a lot of like digital thermometers. They work not so well. Um, there you can use the uh, underneath the arm. That also doesn't work, work so well. There's ear thermometers. Those are could be better. So sadly, the only good way to take a core body temperature in an animal is rectally. And I have to admit, that's not something that most people want to pursue at home. And I can't blame them. Um, Pro tip, don't use that thermometer on a human after using it on a pet. Okay. Well, that's great advice. So here is our last question. After our pets come from in from a romp in the snow, what special care should we take? I think drying them off is key. One of the things I didn't talk about uh, during whenever you were talking about having them be outside and being active is if a pet is wet, so if they're running around in the snow and they're getting wet or even like a Labrador playing in a lake, even whenever you guys were talking about it being, you know, 77 today, if it's a cold lake, um, they lose body heat tremendously quickly whenever they're wet. So in my mind, keep a really good eye on making sure your pet is dry whenever it comes back in. Nice warm towel, dry them off, give them a warm, dry place to kind of settle down. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is get rid of any water or any ice um, in the foot pads all over the body. Um, make sure they have a nice, comfortable place to be. Great. Awesome. Awesome information. Thank you, Dr. Rutter, for joining us. Can you give us uh, your website? Uh, I would just direct you to the Texas A&M Small Animal Hospital website. Um, Google it. And it's probably just as easy to find. Well, everyone, just to remind you, that was Dr. Christine Rutter from the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences at Texas A&M University, providing us with cold weather tips. Now is a great time to buy a warm sweater and or coat to keep your pet warm during the cold weather months. And don't forget the feet. That's really important. And just to remind you, keep it clean and do not have your pet wear a wet coat or wet sweater to go outside later in the day. That's why I always say it's important to buy two or three sweaters. Keep them the blends so they're easy to wash, easy to hang up. Don't waste your money on the fancy wool and cashmere sweaters. Time now for Celebrity Pet Buzz. You know, not so long ago, I talked about Dolly Parton's new pet line. Now, Snoop Dogg, the famous rapper and host of Martha and Snoop's Potluck Party Challenge, launches a pet line just in time for the holidays. While Snoop Doggy Dogs features hoodies, toys, bowls, and other accessories, according to Snoop, if my dogs ain't fresh, I ain't fresh. These dogs and their apparel are a reflection of that dog himself, so they got to look the role of top dog. Yeah, dig? 
said Snoop in a statement for the launch's product line. Well, you'll find what you expect. Clothing with artwork chains, gold bowls, a boombox toy that blasts, bow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, when a pet bites the right spot, a stuffed toy spliff, and a hat with braids. Snoop has previously launched a cannabis line called Leafs by Snoop through a partnership with Canopy Growth in 2015. And he is the latest hip hop hit maker to collaborate with wine. His wine brand is called 19 Crimes. And he also has a breakfast cereal called Snoop Loops, as well as Mama's Snoop's Pancake Mix, Mama Snoop's Oatmeal, Mama Snoop's Grits, Mama Snoop's Maple Syrup, and Mama Snoop's Honey Almond Granola. So this dog is licensing it out. Find the new product dog line on Amazon.com. If you check our social media channels, you will be able to find the link. Well, now it's time for Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today? Well, since we're in the midst of the holiday season, many people will be inviting guests to their homes, and many pet owners are concerned with their pet body odor, just in general. So I'm thinking of pets. I'm thinking of my pets in particular. You know, Hammy's smelly, so but Church isn't. Wally's really not. So why are some, and I mean, Morrow is kind of smelly, but I know why his smell is from his eyes leaking. So why are some pets smellier than others? Individual variation from pet to pet. Uh, doesn't matter whether they're long-haired, short-haired. Some pets that are long-haired have more odor. Maybe it's because of the excessive amount of oils that they secrete from their okay, bodies. Like a basset hound, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Now, what about allergies and things like that? And then the allergies, of course, if you're still in the south during the, the wintertime, you certainly have to worry about flea and tick products. Even in the north, you should worry about that. If they have allergies to that, that may be a problem. If they have allergies to whatever the furnace is stirring up. Sure. You should be concerned about that. If if uh, they are concerned about coming from the north to the south for the wintertime and the differences in the environment can create uh, items that can create the allergies for okay, the Okay, so let me just make sure I got this. So just like people, some pets can be stinkier than others. Yes. I would assume diet plays a, a hand in that too. Yes, It yes, could be. Yes. And I'm also assuming that allergies could make pets stinky. And if your pet really probably plays outside more and gets into more stuff and rolls around and stuff, that could make them stinky too. That could, but don't forget when you turn your furnace on, it triggers a lot yeah. that's been unsettled right. in, in the home so if, too. So that's also allergies. Sure. Okay. So I guess really the challenge is finding the most appropriate shampoo to bathe your dog so it won't be so stinky, especially when guests come. And that's really important. And I don't really don't want to get into a detail about it, but you should always use pet shampoo on pets. Use human shampoo on humans. You can use pet shampoo on on humans, but you should not use human shampoo on pets. Nor, as you always tell me, wash your pet in dishwashing soap, unless it's a dire emergency and you're decontaminating your pet. You should be day bathing more frequently. Get the advice from your veterinarian, what they recommend for their their pet shampoo. But you should be bathing no less frequently than once every one to two weeks. And when you use the shampoo, Make sure you leave it on for five to 10 minutes. Let it work through the hair coat and the skin in order to get the positive effect. Let's talk about stinky ears. Mm -hmm. Because some people think it might be just the dog coats, but it's really not the dog coat. The dog could have an ear infection, right? And that would produce stinky ears. If if you've got stinky ears, you've got a problem with the ears. Uh, So consequently, that again needs some veterinary attention. But 
the big mistake that's always made is that they'll take their pet to the to the vet, they'll get the ears treated, they think it's all cured, and then they move on and they don't think it's going to be a problem. There has to be a management approach. Once there's a problem with the ears, the, the evaluation has to be made after you've treated the ears and given a protocol for managing so that those ears don't become infected again and you don't get the odor. Last but not least, bad breath. Yeah, I mean, most of you that take your pet to the veterinarian regularly, they always are concerned about tartar and gum disease that's building up. All that produces a horrible breath. 70% of the people sleep with their pets. I can't imagine having sleeping with your pet and having that odor without attempting to do something about it. Not just because of the odor, but you know that something is melodiously going on sure. with that pet. So you wanna make sure that you have good oral care. Some of that requires dental cleaning by the, the vet professionally at times. You can use oral rinses, you can use dental treats. Well, I think this is a great topic, Dr. Fleck, because the holidays are upon us. And it's unfortunate that people are worried about it now when they should be worried about this body odor problem throughout the year, right? Absolutely. And you need to get some advice from your veterinarian. And do that when you go on your general exam that you have every year or bi-yearly general exams. Because you know, you want to really love that pet. And don't forget part of our of our mission is to promote that relationship between the pet. Enhancing the bond. And that enhances people. the bond. When they smell good, we feel better. But at the end of the day, if there's pet body odor, there's a pet problem. So see your vet. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? Hey, that's all the Flex Fact for the week. Dr. Fluck, outstanding presentation. <laughs> really outstanding. And really one to think about because... You know, without washing on a regular basis, we can smell. Without brushing our teeth, we can have bad breath. You know, without cleaning our ears, we can have dirty ears. And since I grew up having ear infections all the time mm. and having my ears cleaned at the vet, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Well, thanks again. We appreciate it. Another successful, great Flex Facts. But up next, I bet you can't wait for my I Likey of the Week. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off the segment with the I Likey of the Week. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. What a great Thanksgiving. The food was yummy. And I have to tell you, one of the biggest tools in my holiday arsenal is my April Air air purifier. Most folks don't realize, especially pet owners, that indoor air can be anywhere from two to five times as polluted as outdoor air. According to the World Health Organization, household air pollution is one of the world's greatest environmental health risks. 
clean and healthy indoor air is key, especially during the holiday season. Pet dander, cooking for the holidays, and candles that set that wonderful ambiance in your house, but can also let off harmful VOCs all compromise healthy indoor air. While my portable room April air unit covers about 500 square feet, and it's great, I would love to have one of the whole home units, which can easily be attached to an existing HVAC system. The April Air whole home unit balances humidity, provides fresh air ventilation and filters and purifies the air. The whole home unit removes pet dander, but it can even reduce allergies and even capture airborne viruses that guests may bring coming into your home from their germ pools. So just so you know, this is on my holiday wish list. For more information, visit AprilAir.com. Hey, we've got mail. You've got mail. This question hails from Florida. Betsy wrote to you, Charlotte. My dog, Barbara Walters, got into the garbage on Thanksgiving Day. By the late afternoon, she was pooping all over the house with my home full of guests. Oh my, that must have been stinky by and uncomfortable. 9 PM, by 9 p.m., I was at the emergency vet, and by 11 p.m., I was paying an enormous vet bill. So, Charlotte, how can I prevent her from getting into the garbage? Betsy, thanks for writing. With the smell of Thanksgiving dinner permeating throughout the home, it's no wonder that your dog Barbara is all worked up. Plus, she saw everyone enjoying the dinner and didn't understand why she wasn't enjoying the holiday meal with the rest of the fam. You know, Betsy, our dog Hannah used to get into the garbage can all the time. So what do we do? We got a taller can. She still managed to knock over the can and get in and eat the food and get sick. Then we got a voice motion activated can and she still managed to get in the can she would stand in front of it and bark until it opened and voila once again hannah was feasting on the garbage so i called my friend mia at simple human and she sent me a locked garbage can the simple human can offers about 13 gallons it's semi-round and it's a kitchen step trash can with a secure slide lock lock the lid shut to help keep pets and curious children from getting into the trash it's about 60 dollars at lowe's there's also a slimmer simple human locked can on the home depot website but you can also check out simplehuman.com for more options they're having a black friday sale with about 25 percent off Hey, U.S. travel organization AAA, that's AAA, predicts Thanksgiving travel overall will rebound to near pre-pandemic levels with 53.4 million Americans expected to travel for the holiday. That's an increase of 13% from last year. You know, in other words, traveling for Thanksgiving this year is going to look and feel more like 2019 crowded and stressful and if you travel with your pets of course there are other considerations that you need to think about well joining us to talk about holiday pet travel is doug shoop corporate communications and programs manager at AAA auto club of southern california los angeles metropolitan area Whew, that was a big one welcome back doug and thanks for joining us happy to have you with us Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad you could be here. Now, Doug, before we chat about Thanksgiving, I know that you took a recent trip to Columbia with your dog. How was that? What was that all about? Oh, it was fantastic. I had never been to Columbia before. I went for two weeks 
I took my dog named Maluma after a Colombian singer <laughs> and uh, we, we had a great time. He was a great traveler. Of course, I went to the veterinarian uh, well in advance to make sure that he had all of his updated uh, vaccinations, made sure I had all of the appropriate paperwork, made sure that I contacted all of the uh, appropriate embassy and consulate in Colombia to make sure that everything was smooth sailing. Uh, and he was just a great passenger uh, on the plane. You know, I traveled with him in a small carrying case. Now, of course, you always want to check with the airline because they do have size limitations on those pet carriers uh, that are going in the cabin with you. Uh, he's only 11 pounds, so he was able to get inside that. And I practiced with him a lot, too. You know, I would put him in that carrying case well in advance of our vacation so that he would feel comfortable and he just kind of treated it as like a little bed at home so that really helped make it easier for him to get into and feel comfortable in when we traveled by plane but uh, it was about a seven hour flight each way and he did great you know it's great hearing about your trip because so many more people are traveling not just in the united states but really traveling abroad with their pets so it's good to know that we can rely on spokespeople like you from AAA to give us the best advice. But let's talk about Thanksgiving now. You know, specifically, I guess I wanna ask your advice about traveling or navigating airports and traveling with pets by plane. It's a best bet is you really wanna check with the airline, call the airline, ask about your specific pet you want to know what the uh types of breeds that are not allowed to fly there are certain breeds some cats and certain breeds that have uh, short snub noses like pugs for example that are not allowed to fly uh because of the potential for breathing problems in the air so check you know you make sure you tell the airline what breed you have the size of the dog you want to know what the pet fees are going to be to fly with your pet you also want to reserve your pet's spot on the plane well in advance before you get to the airport a lot of these airlines have a limited number of um pets that they allow on the flight i believe the flight the airline that i took only allowed six animals on board the flight so you want to make sure that you reserve that spot for your your pet well before getting to the airport you don't want any surprises and find out that hey they have no more room for pets uh, when you're already in the terminal you know i always think it's a great idea when you're traveling um via plane and you're hitting the airport you always have to think i mean those great potty i potty areas were great when they came out but now they're just so incredibly dirty so i always bring an extra a few pee pads a small pack of pee pads with me so if the dog does have to go to the bathroom we'll go into the potty area i'll put one on the ground and then i will let the dog pee from that potty area at the potty area but they're just they're just not that clean and actually as a result of not being clean and so much fecal waste from all over it's really becoming an unhealthy area um the other thing i like to do is i always just keep a plastic bag full of a paper towel and like you know a body mm. wipe just in case something spills or there's an accident or something you have to think about but i mean it's always great sharing uh pet tips with another pet traveler um and your dog is so, so 
cute. So if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dog Shoop, AAA Corporate Communications uh, Manager and Spokesperson about the ins and the outs of pet travel, especially during the holidays. Let's talk about traveling by car. So there's so many people that are going to be on the road this Thanksgiving. And of course, there's going to be lots of snow depending on where you are. Pets can be a huge distraction. How can we keep them safe uh, and occupied in the car? That's a great question. I use a uh, pet dog seat, uh, like a child seat. Uh, You can see it back here. The top part wraps around the headrest, and then it's got some other straps that go actually around the seat to make sure that it's really secure in place. And then I can just strap my dog's harness Uh, into this strap here and he doesn't go anywhere you really do not want to travel uh, by car with your pet unrestrained Uh, they're very distracting they want to hop in your lap they want to be with us because they love us we're their owners but that's very distracting as a driver your number one focus needs to be on the road ahead and getting to your destination safely that's eyes on the road hands on the steering wheel and mind focused on the task of driving. Well, Doug, we need to go to commercial break. Can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely, Charlotte. Happy to. Great. Well, also in our next segment is Global Pet News and Tell Me Something Good. Training matters for all dogs, especially for puppies. To make training fun and enjoyable, motivate your pooch with Hunter's Healthy Treats. Hunter's treats contain no corn, wheat, soy, preservatives, added flavors, or food coloring. Dogs love them because they're soft-baked with healthy ingredients like pumpkin, peanut butter, and sweet potato. Train your dog to give him the best life with the best motivation. Hunter's Healthy Treats. Visit Hunter'sHealthyTreats.com. Hunter's Healthy Treats is a proud partner of the Pet Buzz. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we are urban, suburban, and country. Okay, so we're back with AAA's Doug Shoup. He's talking about traveling, holiday pet travel, something we all love when we're in a road trip with our dogs. So many people travel, even if they're going to the vet, not necessarily across the country to see grandmother or their family. But I'm really glad that you have the car seat in the back of your car because it's important for people to understand that's where it should go to limit your distraction when you're driving. And like you said, you need to keep your eyes on the road. There are too many accidents happening because someone's driving a car and has a cell phone and coupled with the dog barking. Um, so these are all things that you have to take into consideration. Okay. So, um, and also with the bad weather conditions, so you've got a lot of factors that are playing this weekend and people are going to be anxious and they're going to leave late. So it's always important to secure your pet. Think of every single member in the car and their safety, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, one other thing, you know, if you're going on a long drive, you really want to take a rest area break about every two hours. Your pet needs to exercise, needs to have the opportunity to to go to the bathroom. Uh, But you want to make sure that your pet has his harness, his or her harness and leash on before you open that door. Uh, You know, these rest areas are very close to traffic that's going by very fast. And if your dog is unfamiliar with a certain 
certain area, they may get a little scared. You don't want them darting out into the freeway or the highway. So make sure that you have them on their leash before you open that door at the rest area. So, you know, I'm just curious. Can you share a few hotel pet tips with us? Mm, That's a great question. Uh, You know, you want to make sure that you call the hotel directly and ask what their pet policy is, ask what the pet fees are. Many hotels do have a nightly pet fee. Don't rely on information that's just out there uh, on on their website because, you know, policies change and sometimes that information on the website is not updated uh, correctly or in time. And, you know, you don't want to show up at, at a hotel uh, you know, the, maybe the hotel's expecting you have a Pomeranian and you've got a Great Dane, right? So there should be no surprises. Uh, you want the, the hotel to know the kind of pet you have. You want to know what you're going to have to pay uh, to stay with your pet at that accommodation. Uh, remember that there are other guests that may not be as comfortable with pets. So you really can't have your pet roaming free in the lobby areas, the pool areas, the public areas. Keep them on a leash. You really want to be a very good and responsible pet owner. And when checking out of that hotel, you want to make sure that it looks like there's no sign that you ever had a dog there. So make sure that you care for the room. You clean up after your pet. Um, you know, you have those pee pads in the bathroom tile area so that you're not, you know, damaging any uh, hotel uh, furnishings, carpet, things like that. And lastly, Doug, can you give us a few pet packing tips for our journeys this Thanksgiving and rest of the holiday season? Absolutely. Anytime when you're traveling with your pet, you want to make sure that you have their uh, vaccination, updated proof of vaccinations. You want to have the food and any medications that your pet may be on. Of course, you want to have your... you know, your leash and uh, your harness, but you also want to pack some things that your dog is familiar with or your cat is familiar with. Favorite toys, blankets, anything from home that has that scent of home is going to make them feel more comfortable when you're traveling and staying in Uh, foreign places. Uh, It's going to be a strange new environment to them. So whatever you can bring with you from home that makes them still have that sense of smell uh, of familiar items, that's going to help ease their, their travels and make them more comfortable. Great. You know, I always find that one of the things, because I hate schlepping more stuff, is I put in orderchewy.com and send my food, my wet and dry ahead. But I do like to pack those cloth toys because they do have that smell, like you said, that smell, that yeah. sensation of being home, that, and it gives the pet comfort. Well, Doug, I am so glad that you're here giving us, sharing uh, your travel experience as well as giving us advice about traveling with their pet. You know, it's always important to do these kind of segments. Even if you think, you know, it's always great to get that nice refresher course. So I'm glad you can be here with us before you. I'm so happy to join you. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Well, before you go, can you give us the AAA website? So our listeners learn more. Go to aaa.com forward slash pet travel. You can find pet friendly hotels. Also talk with a AAA travel advisor. Go into your nearest AAA branch. These are experts in travel, both here in the US and internationally. So they can also be a great resource to help answer a lot of questions about traveling with your furry friends. 
you know, Doug offers such great advice. Triple A, you know what? It's only, I don't know, 99 plus dollars a year. And it is just absolutely awesome and so helpful. So I think it's a great to join, take advantages of the pet um, benefits. Well, everyone, that was Doug Shoup. AAA spokesperson, I was going to say AAA spokesperson discussing holiday pet travel. We hope you and your family have safe travels. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. A new study has revealed America's most popular holiday-inspired dog names. The personalized dog gift website Yappy has analyzed more than 167 thousand pet names from its internal data to determine the top holiday dog names across the U.S. Some pet owners are evidently gearing to spread the Christmas cheer a little further along by naming their dogs in honor of the holiday season. From Snowball to Frosty, Christmas and its many adornments have provided plenty of inspiration when it comes to naming dogs. In 2022, according to the study, Holly was America's most popular holiday-inspired dog name. A familiar song appears to inspire the second most popular holiday dog moniker, which is Rudy, while third place went to Cookie, a rift on the familiar sweet treat left out for Santa on Christmas Eve. Both Elsa and Olaf feature in a clear reference to the modern Disney classic Frozen, while Rudy was joined on the list by Santa's eight other reindeer, with Comet proving the most popular among them. Some also, some names appeared to take inspiration from the Bible with Joseph appearing on the list while Tiny Tim and Scrooge also featured on the list of 95 names is a clear nod to Charles Dickens, A Christmas Cattle. Other names on the list are Mittens, Dasher, Eggnog, Twinkle, Mary and Nicholas, Jingle, and for the Jewish dogs, Kugel and Dreidel. Check out the list on our social media channels. Maybe if you're getting a puppy, this list will inspire you. Now it's time for something good. And like News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Dogs can do many things from detecting cancer, alerting us to house fires, making us laugh, and even making music. That's why I love this little ditty I read on the Daily Pause. From TikTok account Chloe Mark 23, we see a black Labrador retriever making music. Sitting in the middle of some pavement is square of nine metal plates. This is in a park. When pressed, each plate emits a musical note. So the black lab doesn't just step on the tiles. He starts with an initial leap before adding in several smaller jumps and some tippy taps to make what sounds like beautiful Christmas music. Just like this pooch, it's the small pleasures in life that bring you immediate joy. So check out the video on our social media channels. This little music video earned about 5 million views. I just want to know, is your dog musical? Email us a reel of your dog making music. You can send it to team at thepetbuzz.com. Hey, that's the signal. You hear those chimes. Well, it's a wrap. Well, before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're talking about Christmas presents for pets and pet lovers with the editors of Dogster and Catster, as well as about why puppy scams increase at this time of the year with the Better Business Bureau. And 
Also, we want to make sure we thank our guests. Special thanks to our guests, Dr. Christine Rutter and Doug Shoup. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Hunter's Healthy Treats, making all natural, yummy treats for dogs of all sizes. Now, if you have a question, write to us at teamatthepetbuzz.com and we'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. But most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz.